Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Lift Effect podcast. I am your host, Matt McNeil, founder, clinical director, and director of human performance at Lift Effect, where we assist professional pilots with maintaining better mental health and optimizing their mental skills. The goal of this podcast is simple to help pilots and other high liability professionals and disciplines come out of the shadows to discover how we can live better lives personally and professionally. Join us each episode as we discuss various topics ranging from mental health, mental skills and performance to business, entrepreneurship, and a few other surprises along the way. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest episode of the Lift Effect podcast, where we talk about all things mental skills and mental health related for professionals in the aviation and other high performance areas. I'm your host, Carl Keller, along with Matt McNeil. Matt, I'm going to throw you a curveball today. We're just going to get straight Curve into away. stuff, buddy. Don't, you know what? No intro for you, mister. Get it. Yeah. I don't deserve <laughs> yeah, it. That's it. You're done. No intros. Um, you know, we were talking about something in the pre, uh, our pre-show mm-hmm. warm-up, and we were talking about energy states and mm-hmm. uh, flows and, and several other things, zones and all that. I, I think... Talking about energy and managing it is a great thing because we all need to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to throw it at you and go, let's talk about managing energy. Let's do it. The first thing, I mean, people constantly ask me uh, whether they're clients or they're new clients or their prospective clients is we, we always kind of circle back to, okay, where, what do I, what, what am I supposed to be doing to make myself either feel better or to perform more optimally? And there is this tendency, I think that we all have, and we've talked about this on the show, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it again, because I think repetition is how you master anything. Um, my dog just laid down. She just put her head on my foot. Yeah, so now I can't, I can't move. I'm standing at a desk here. Um, fundamentals are what gets the job done. Whether you're working on a business or you're flying an airplane or you're performing a sport or you're having a conversation, you're trying to be a good partner, you're trying to work on your mental health, trying to work on how well you perform. It does the 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 things that get overlooked. I mean, selling, if you're trying to say, you know, how, how do you sell? How do you advertise? Fundamentals are the most important thing that you can do. What happens when we're flying a plane and things go to hell, right? What's the three things that we always say? What do you do when it goes to shit, right? Aviate, navigate, navigate and communicate. communicate right? yep. That's you learn that your first day. Your first That's the blocking day. and tackling. It's the basics. It's the basics. And I've told this story, but I'll be like the old crazy uncle that tells a story again as if you never heard it. But I want you to pay attention to this because this is really important. The probably the greatest like coach of all time, whether an athletic coach or a life coach or a mental skills coach, whatever was John Wooden. And when you ask most coaches in all of those different arenas, who's the best coach to ever lived? Most people say John Wooden. Easy, John Wooden. John Wooden, and I, you know, I'm not a big basketball fan, but he was uh, the the greatest coach of all time of any sport in many respects because of his personality and because of his empathy that he had and his way of working with people. And, and, you know, the guy was like, uh, sort of like the Walter Payton of, of coaches, you know, never lost his temper, always cool, 
always compassionate, sweet guy, most winning coach of all time, you know, UCLA, it's like 18 national championships, the unheard of, you know, and most of them were in a row when he was there. And before every practice, he would inspect how his players uh, put their socks on. He would make them get in a row and he would watch them put their socks on and correct them if it wasn't correct. And then he'd watch them put their shoes on and then it's sort of, nope, you got to do this over here. No, nope, you got to do this. And they asked him, why do you do that? And he said, because, I mean, these are, are like all American players. These are people that could go to the NBA and they choose to stay in college so they can play for Wooden for four years to get this guy's wisdom. I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, all these players played for Wooden. And he would, they would say, why do you, these guys know how to put their shoes and socks on. And he said, but here's the deal. If you don't put your socks on correctly and your shoes on correctly, you're going to get a blister. And if you get a blister, you're not going to be able to practice. And if you practice, you can't play. If you can't play, you can't win. If you can't win, you can't win championships. So it starts with socks. And that is, in terms of managing your mental health and managing your ability to perform and managing your relationships and managing your how you show up and how you feel, honestly, it comes down to you first and foremost managing your energy. And energy comes down to, and this is sort of a, a been lots of theories on this or whatever, but here's how I conceptualize it. And I remember it from my own mentors and my own coaches, my own just practical experience of working with tons and tons and tons of people that want to be able to perform better or feel better. Energy comes down to how you eat, how you breathe. Yes, breathing. I mean, eating, well, let's just back up. Eating is important because, well, what you put it, think about it, you're putting... It's, you're putting something in your body. It's your fuel. It's your fuel. It's like you're literally consuming something into your ecosystem. So there's that old saying, you know, shit in, shit out. That is absolutely true. If you put garbage in, you're going to get garbage out. So how you eat and drink is vitally important. How you breathe. We've talked, we've done a whole episode on breathing. I've made the case for the importance of breathing. We do not breathe properly in our culture. Improper breathing is, you know, is it thoracic or abdominal? Is it nose or is it mouth? We breathe very thoracically, very up, up here, and mouth breathing. Which, when when do you breathe thoracically and out of your mouth? When you're in trying to run from a tiger. When you're in a state of freeze, fight, or run. And that's an adaptive, normal thing to do when you're under attack. But if you're just breathing like that when you're standing in line at the store, or you're just driving in the car and you're listening to political news because it's all starting to ramp up and everyone's getting upset and you find yourself just huffing and puffing and thoracically breathing, right? Because you, you, your, your brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. And when you're in freeze, fight, or run, there's all this cortisol and all this adrenaline and all these, these neurochemicals that take place. And guess what? It's great in the moment, but when you live like that forever, it kills you. That's what chronic stress is. Where's you at? And we live in states of chronic stress. So breathing is fundamentally important with how, how you manage your energy. Moving, how, like 
what is moving and i'm not talking about high intensity training or you know getting shredded at the gym that's not the kind of movement or i'm going to do a a, 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 tri a triathlon i'm saying get your butt up off the couch and just move or stand and stretch that's movement that's movement nasa did a lot of great research on the importance of just moving like sitting to standing reaching your hands over your head doing a little stretch it it increases your longevity by a astronomical percent that's and they looked at astronauts right they're in enclosed environments for months at a time well what's how, how often should you move every every thousand seconds that's the key so how you move sleeping your mindset what's that i i said your mindset your the actual if you're if you're depressed or you're frustrated or like you say you're stressed out your willingness your energy state almost by definition is low you're you're really not wanting to do much you're just right kind of but mindset's secondary we're talking i'm talking the energy management does not mindset energy management is eating it's breathing it's moving it's sleeping we've done a whole thing on sleep mm -hmm. sleep should be a sport for you uh, it should be an event in your home or in your hotel room it should be priority numero uno is sleep because if you don't sleep doesn't matter how well you eat doesn't matter how much you exercise doesn't matter how well you was, breathe i guess my thought was when you're depressed you either eat a lot of junk or you just don't want right move. but you what's the chicken and what's anything. the egg right yeah. so you've got to man i don't really care how you think or what you feel that much doesn't really matter what matters is what you do with your behavior Okay, so mindset is a very important and mindset. We train mindset, but I'm telling you, forget the mindset. Start with like the the mechanics, the things that you can control. You can't control what goes through your mind. That doesn't True. exist. Mind control isn't a thing. It's not a thing. Even if you've read books on MK Ultra for our for our colleagues, <laughs> MK Ultra doesn't it. it Mindset, you, you, you can't, mind control doesn't work. Sleeping is important. And then lastly is, do you have gratitude? Do you celebrate anything? If you don't have any celebrations, and I don't mean like, well, I can only celebrate if I, you know, win the ultra marathon or I upgrade to triple seven or what, whatever. That's not the kind of celebrating I'm talking about. I mean, there's nothing wrong with celebrating those things. But like, do you celebrate day to day, moment to moment? Do you have some appreciation? If you don't, it's going to kill you. And it's going to make your performance suck along the way. So the fundamentals of managing your energy, and it starts with energy management. And in V1, you know, we talk about there's three pillars of how we thrive. And I'll just tell you, energy is one of them starts with fun the fundies but it's wooden put your socks on correctly so that's the the uh kind of the the eighty thousand foot view on energy but i thought we could zoom in on one of these and if you want to go deep in this come to the v1 project that's what we do that's what we, we kind of get into this but let's talk about oscillating i think there's a there's a component to managing energy that I think is really, really important. Think of like a wave. 
wave comes up, the wave comes down, comes up, comes down. Oscillating. Peaks and valleys. What's that? Yeah, yeah. Peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys. If it's just up all the time, what happens? It, you, you, you burn out. It, it's, it's, it's finite, right? You can't stay up there. I'm sorry. Just at some point, there will be a letdown or a, the, a, 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 you will head towards a valley. You're going ha- to head towards a valley. Is- Let me grab something here. Um, just thought of this book and pulled it off the bookshelf. Just popped in my head. I wasn't going to even talk about this. But so the importance of getting on and getting off, on and off, on and off is really, really important. Let me tell you a little story from this book. This book I'm holding up is called The Power of Full Engagement by Jim Lehrer and Tony Schwartz. Amazing book. It was a New York Times bestseller. The subtitle is Managing Energy, Not Time is the Key to High Performance and Personal Renewal. This book was written, when was this written? I think this was in the early 2000s. Yeah, 2003. And it was one of the first books that really talked about some of these principles of managing energy. And one of them is the oscillating piece, on, off, on, off. So here's a story that they talk about in this book. They did, this, they did some research and they looked at professional tennis players. And they, a lot of them are, these guys are executive coaches and athletic coaches. They've coached professional tennis players, but they looked at the data and they, they went deep into it. And they said, all right, let's look at, I mean, here's a 80-20 kind of thing, which we were talking about 80-20 in pre-show. It was like, maybe we should go back into 80-20 because it's so important. And even in, in energy management, 80-20 is going to be a, a thing. But 80-20 is 80% of the outputs come from 20% of the inputs, right? That's the basic concept. So, you know, if you look at 10 things that you sell, two of those 10 are going to account for 80% of your revenue. That's 80-20. They looked at tennis players and they studied, they found that it was the same 20% that were accounting for 80% of the winning <laughs> across tennis. The same guys. It was just, you know, there's a hundred pro level tennis players, the top 100 in the world. And that's, it was, you know, I think it was actually more like 95, five, the same five were winning 95% of everything. But I think they took a bigger and Which subset. is just an extension of the it's, 80-20. It's an extension of it. 80-20 of 80-20 of 80-20. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I think they looked at the 20% and they said, all right, what is going on? And actually, when they looked at the in the top 100, everybody was kind of the same in terms of biometrics, their numbers, their, you know, their um, VO2 max, heart rate variability. All this stuff, like they they were equally matched in terms of which would make you think that the, this would be more evenly. It would spread be evenly out spread, then. right? And they're like, why is it the same guys and gals keep winning this stuff? What is going on? They couldn't figure it out. They're like, they they hit same muscle twitch reflex, same everything was the same in the top one hundred. They're like, these guys are biologically all like the same. So what is the difference? And they studied it, and they studied it, and they were killing themselves trying to figure out what was happening. And they looked only in competition, in matches, actual matches, not scrimmages, but real matches, competition. And what they found was the ones that won, it was a very simple thing that they were doing that was different from everybody else. They would rally the shot 
until you know somebody would win and then there was a key differentiator the ones that won between the shots were resting <laughs> they were resting and i'm not talking between sets where they both go and sit down and get the towels and drink no no between the shots the ones that won they would just stop and just be really still while the other person was bouncing around and it came out to i can't remember what it was but it was like over the course of a match one guy got 40 minutes of rest while the other one got none and that was what different that was what led to more performance was that they were resting between the shots let me tell you, uh, I can tell you a personal story to this. Uh, back in uh, 2018, I joined the uh, fire department with my son. He was 16, I was 58. And most, the average age was in the mid-20s. So these were kids that were in the pretty, pretty well uh, in the peak of their physical condition. They were, they were strong, they were athletic. And... Um, I remember us doing our drills when we were in uh, going, uh, doing the different sets of moving hose, uh, lifting things, carrying stuff. And my son one day said to me, he says, how do you do it? And I said, well, I'm not the strongest. I said, the difference between myself and most of the others, they're like NICAD batteries. They run, they run, they run. And then when, when they hit their wall, they just fall off. I said, I'm not strong. I said, maybe it's because I'm older that I realize that I have to pace myself, that I have to sit there and know when to exert and then when, when not to. And I said, that's what's allowing me to do some stuff because if I went like you, I'd be toast because I don't have the energy that, that these kids did. Just uh, basically when I needed to push it up, I just will give that surge and then back off to kind of re recoup. And that's kind of what you're talking about because that was that, uh, if I had done what they did, I would never have made it through. I just, I couldn't sustain the level as long as they did. It's just that they just burned themselves yeah. out and then they would be exhausted. And it took them a while to realize that, hey, they got to pace themselves too. Yep. So that's exactly what you're talking about. Yes. You've got, this is probably the most overlooked idea in terms of all of the energy management theory for optimal performance. The idea is you get on and then we get off. The alternative is that we're always on, ramping on, or 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 we're always off. <laughs> one of the two, right? Couch potato. Either one results in burnout. Actually, being being always off will burn you out. Uh, that's why you know sitting is the disease. You know they say it's the new cancer is just sitting. It will lead to bad things. So to truly train our recovery throughout the day, we've got to be able to oscillate. 98% of our biochemistry and our physiology is tied to our circadian rhythms. That's meaning sleep. And then there's ultradian rhythms, which are 90-minute cycles, where it's like, you know, you'd be all on for 90 minutes, then take a 90-minute break, get off, no inputs. And when I mean no inputs, you know what inputs I'm talking about, Carl? Ah. Uh. He's holding his cell phone up. That's it. Inputs are anything that stimulates your brain. You may think it's relaxing. Right. People go, oh, I'm just relaxing. And then they're all like on Instagram or, or Facebook. All you're doing is just is, is, is stimulating your brain. We're talking not just body, but also brain. 
there's a Scott Adams. He's the guy that wrote the shade that made the Dilbert um, yep. thing. He's a really funny dude. I know he's crazy and he's done some, said some pretty off the wall kind of shit, like sort of weird yeah. stuff. Right. But he, if you, it has nothing to do with his comic. It has nothing to do with his comic, <laughs> but, or, or honestly, in, in some respects, it has nothing to do with his book either. He's written a couple books, um, how to fail at almost everything and still win big. Incredible book, really funny book. But one of the concepts he talks about in that book is match your energy to the task. So know when your energy is at its absolute best. And most people, it's in the morning. There are the occasional people that, the larks or whatever, that it's at night. But for the vast majority of people, your best energy is in the morning. But know when your, your energy is at, at its absolute best. There's an Alex Payne's, uh, uh, Pang's book called Rest. Says if you, if you look at the greatest creators, their most important work is done early in the day, and when you do it right, you can get by on a four-hour workday. That's true. You're only good for about four hours, of, and that's cycling on and off. In terms of being able to do the deep creative thinking work, the greatest performers they put in a four-hour day. That's what Anders Ericsson, who's the godfather of psychology in terms of performance psychology. So figure out what your most important work is and then do that first. Productivity planner, right? It's like, yeah. I mean, we were saying, maybe we should cover that again today. That's, that's how we came up with this topic. There you go. It's like, what is the most important task? Do that first. Um, and, you know, you've got you to create boundaries from your technology. You have to turn the notifications off. Get the inputs out of there if you're going to do the work. Boundaries or burnout, it's your choice. You've got to have a shutdown complete. We do this in the aircraft. You know, we got a shutdown checklist where we, we it's, you know, terminating check. Gets everything shut, shut down. You need to have your own shutdown at a definable point. And this will allow you to be more present with your family, to be more present with your friends, with your dog, with, with yourself. There's a, 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 I can't remember who taught me this, but it really is, I, I live by, it's, it's, there's four work periods, right? There's deep work, then there's teamwork, then there's monkey work, and then there's no work. That is probably going to be where you're going to be optimal in terms of managing, you know, your time and where you put your efforts. What would you, uh, what kind of tips or techniques would you use to help people to recognize or to make sure that they're effectively cycling back and forth, oscillating, as you yeah. say, so that they, you know, cause sometimes I think, uh, they're either so used to not, you know, being on the lower end or the higher end. And that's just their, there's the, the, their steady state. That's just their normal state that they don't even realize what would be some, signs and some techniques yeah. so if you open up your your productivity planner open that thing up real quick describe i don't have my mine's upstairs at the breakfast counter where i looked at it this morning i forgot to bring it down what's those little circles in there read what that is you see little circles yeah. talking about these circles those up here. circles up there those are called pomodoro circles 
track 30 minute session. There you go. Pomodoro guys, the productivity planner is the greatest thing ever I'm telling you. If you're not using it, you're just silly. If you, if you're serious it's about just, trying to optimize, um, and just use your time wisely. Forget peak performance. That get, that term gets thrown around all the time. It's like people don't even know what it means. But if you just want to, and, and as you've said many times before, this is not. This is something to help you plan for the next day. That's right. So so when you wake up, you're executing your plan. You're not trying to figure so already, it out. You, yeah. yeah, you already know what you're. You, this I think this goes. I may be going where you're going. I don't know. Is if you do this the night before, like you say you do, mm -hmm. religiously. Yep. And I don't yet. Uh, but that's something I mm -hmm. need to work on is the fact is in the morning when you wake up, you already know what you're, what, what you need to do and you can make your judgment of what to do based on where your energy state that's is at right. that moment or what you need to do. You've already got a planned out versus going, well, what am I going to do today? That's right. That's, that's what now you're in a reactive. I mode. mean, I don't, you probably can't see me, but like, okay, I, I'm, 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 I've got 14 pairs of rips, of Viore ripstop, ripstop climber pants, 14 pairs. Why do I wear them all the time? Because I don't want to spend any time trying to figure out what I'm going to wear. That's the greatest part about it's wearing like a uniform. It's like Johnny Cash, black. Yeah. You know? <laughs> black t-shirts, black ripstop, climber yeah. pants. It's, I just don't... <laughs> man, Johnny Cash is kind of my hero. So part of, part of why I sort of wear a lot of blacks is sort of my, my homage to Johnny, because I love Johnny. He's, <laughs> he's my hero. Um, but I mean, it's like that... And Joe Strummer from The Clash, to be honest with you. But those guys were all, were, were all black. But part of it was... I think it's because the the focus, being able to be focused on what you're doing. That's why in the military, yeah, what clothes you, you wear, yeah, you wear the has uniform. Nothing to do it's, with your performance. It just should. It, it should get out of the way. It's to get out of the way of your headspace, so that you can just, just noise. get up and know what you're doing. That's what I loved about the uniform. I hated wearing a uniform because I'm kind of a a yeah. punk rocker kid. But I but I love the uniform too because it was like I don't have to think about what I'm going to wear. Just same here boom. in the military. I put on my flight suit. I didn't have to worry about no. what I was And at wear. the airlines, same thing. Yep, same you thing. You know, just put yep. on your monkey suit and you go. You, you didn't have to like it, but you didn't have to go, geez, what am I going to wear today? Exactly. Which tie? You know, exactly. God, what color shirt? Right. You just, it's done. You know what? You know what you're going to yep. wear. They should have gotten rid of the tie. Virgin America got it right. The tie is just an absurd piece. But, and it's a safety hazard, honestly. Um, well, not with a clip. I, mean, I know. Exactly. That's why I wore the clip on. But, Yep. The, but the point is, is like, get that stuff out of it. So Pomodoros, there are things you can, uh, uh, download a timer on for your computer or for your phone. I have one on my phone. I've got one on my computer and a Pomodoro is the research shows that if you work for 30 minutes, basically I do 25 fives work for 20 and this is distraction free not stopping and checking your email or uh, responding to a text distraction free and responding to stuff can be a, a pomodoro okay i'm going to use this pomodoro to do my emails and respond to texts that's fine but you work for 25 minutes and then you rest for five work for 25 5 25 5 25 5 30 off 25 5 25 5 25 5 30 off four four reps of 25 fives and then 30 minutes off some people do two hours off whatever but if you work for 25 and then you stop and you rest that means close your eyes do some breathe practice some breath work go get up and walk to the window and open the window and take a breath of fresh air 
get a drink of water. But it's it's not like, okay, I'm going to take five off so I can check email. That's not resting. Or check TikTok or FaceTime or Instagram or whatever. It's like the exact opposite. Other shit people are filling their heads with. Overdrive. Just absolute garbage. Complete shit. How do you really feel? It's just the 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 new data that's coming out on the effects of this stuff is devastating. It's it's like if you had a drug that produced the same effects that digital garbage apps, social media produced, the drug would never be FDA approved. It would be banned. It would be banned. So this they, stuff is. They did it. They did a. Te- they did a, a study of TikTok as an example. Yeah. And they threw just enough stuff in there that didn't interest you, so that when they put something on that was interested, it would like give you that little spike again. Because otherwise, it would. If you were always, like you say, if you're always at the top, it burns you out. So they would give you just enough so that you would have a dip. So then you would get something that was back your because people always go why did i get that in my feed you know that I, I don't care about that or it's not funny it's not interesting and then one or two of those and then all of a sudden there's stuff because again. you so are they, the tool there you, yeah you, you're the product you're the pro, you're the tool to advertise yep. to to sell things to it's, and the goal is to keep you there to it for, hijacks so your get brain FaceTime. yeah yep. i mean it's just that's the you know a social media is great i mean there's some great things about it if you use it as a tool but if you don't use it as a tool, if you're endlessly scrolling, you're actually, you're the tool now. You became the tool and you don't even know it. So Pomodoros is very important. Uh, you know, get on, get off. That's a great way to start to tether yourself and record it. You know, record, that's what the productivity planner is. You put a little check it off. How many Pomodoros did it take for me to complete the task? And tell you what, pro tip when you start getting really good at this, you understand how much time it's going to take to complete a task. And you can then arrange your tasks based on your schedule where you have blocks of time that are available to do those tasks. So one of the, one of the people that uh, both Matt and I know, Carl Bryan, you know, he's, he's, he's trained himself so much that it's almost, he can time himself, but he knows when he's, when he's trained himself to work in that so much, he knows when his time is the time to take a break because he, He's managed his energy states so that he can be at that peak level for X amount of time, and then he takes his break. And that's what we need to do is train ourselves, like you say, to be able to put forth the energy when you need to, but not excessive where you burn yourself out and you're just exhausted by the end of the day. Because that's what the average person, how many people do you hear every day that go, God, I'm exhausted. You know, and we should never end the end of the day exhausted. We, yeah. Every it's day. It's the default mode. Maybe occasional, I get it, mm-hmm. but it's like, I, it's all I hear is every day they come home and go, God, I'm just mentally drained. I'm exhausted. I'm, you can't live like that. Yes. Yes. hundred percent agree. So you start with that, but, and I'll say this it, to move from theory to practice. I think there's three pieces that are the most important. One, we beat it to death. I will continue to beat this to death because I see the destructiveness that it's done to my, my own life. And to my client's life, and to my family's life, and to my colleagues, children, and my children, <laughs> you've got to conquer digital addiction. That is our number one innovator of productivity. An innovator is a disruptor. That is the number one innovator for, I would say, 90% of us, 95% of us. 
higher, 99% of us. It's digital addiction. If you don't believe so, stop lying to yourself. Stop kidding yourself. Stop bullshitting yourself. Be honest. Take a look in the mirror. I just say, look at your children. Look at the difference between before you gave them uh, a tablet and see how active they were and what they did. Like, a, like my kids, uh, I've had to cut them back because they stopped going outside. Oh, yeah. They don't, they don't want to go outside. They, just, they don't want to go, they do don't go outside anymore. Because they, they don't want to go to the movies. Their, they don't want to. They get their hit from just. Yeah, I'm like, you want to go videos. to the, the water park? Nah, good. Uh, nah, I'm okay. It's completely hijacked. Oh, and then take it away from them. <laughs> Full meltdown. Yeah, because you're. Yeah, that's like because they've heroin been, like withdrawal. You said, that's yeah. That is the sign of an addiction. Yeah, it's you withdrawal. Can't just say, you know what? Let's go. They got to go. Oh, they, they, you know, complete and withdrawal. even adults, adults are well, the same the way. They're worse. Yeah. They're worse. They learn it from you. It's like that's. Remember those? I learned about watching you commercials back I mean, in the '80s. You know, it's like. What did you say? But uh, <laughs> I think you you've talked about it in one of the episodes, and and there's been many studies that have said this: digital addiction, while driving, is worse than alcohol. It's six times more dangerous than driving drunk. Texting and, and driving and that's hard to is believe. six times more dangerous than driving. First time I heard drunk. that, I said that can't be true. It's true, but it and is. So, like, get your phone out, put it in the back seat, put it in the trunk. I have a. A friend that's trying to break this right now, he puts his phone in the trunk when he when he drives. Get it away from you. My car insurance, uh, auto insurance, basically said, we'll give you a 30% break on your insurance if you don't touch your phone. In other words, because they put an app on there and they can tell if you're actually touching the screen because it's caused them so much cost. It's killing people. Wise. It is. You know, it's, it, it's trying to find motivators to sit there and reduce the amount. It of should use. be a five thousand dollar fine. I mean, well, just make it hurt so bad that you can't function because you're basically driving at, drunk. That's what you're doing. Yeah, sit at a stoplight and see how many people are everybody in there. Yeah. Forget the stoplight. You're just texting when they're driving. While driving, yeah. So conquer digital addiction. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta really focus on that. Read the books on it. Come talk to us about it. Whatever you gotta do. But you've got to conquer digital addiction. That's the first one. Second one, we've talked about it here. We just talked about it on the show. We'll talk about it more. You got to approach your challenges and win by doing what's important now, not later. Now, do get in the now and plan to, tomorrow today. Great book by Jason Selk. Yeah, that's what we just said on the productivity planner. Tomorrow, Figure out yes, what is important. So you you have a plan, right? The, the biggest, and what do, what do you hear when we got, we, we want to get, so, we've got something that we got to do and what, what's the thing? We, we said it earlier, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, or I'll do it in just a second. I'll do it in a minute. It's never just a minute. You ever notice that? Your yep. kids with their iPads, get, get, put the iPad away. Just, just give me a minute. Hour yeah. later, right? It's never just a minute. Do it now. You do this to me all the time. Three, two, one, go right? That's how we started this Three, uh, two, podcast. One, Three, yeah. Two, I was one, like, I don't want to do a podcast. That's, that's so, that's a lot of work, Carl. And no one is going to want to listen to it. And why are we going to do it? He's like, yeah, let's just go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, go, go hit the record button. Bang. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. Let's just go. Let's talk. Just do it. Just, just do it. And then master the micro moments. The big things come from the small things. So do a little, a lot. Don't do a lot, a little, just, it's like, you know, eat the elephant one bite at a time. 
if you if you're trying to go for the big thing, that's the sexy delusional. That's the I've got to get a personal trainer and the five thousand dollar training equipment set up so I can get into shape, versus just drop down and do some push ups. If you did five push-ups a day and then did 10 the next week and then 20 the next week, you'd get in better shape than if you got the membership to the gym and went twice. You never go to right. anyway. You went twice and we're like, this sucks. This is hard. Destroy, you know, and this is where they, you know, people do these. I was watching this guy at the gym doing an intro, you know, first sort of lesson with a trainer and this trainer worked this guy so bad to the point where he's puking and i'm thinking like that is the number one way to make somebody not come back it's like what are you doing there's big meathead trainer it's like it's like this guy's like a accountant you know like he's not he doesn't need to become jacked you know it's like you're you're just he's never going to come back you're just destroyed this guy pushing him to the point of vomiting this illusion they're like oh i'm never gonna get there oh yeah, my god you're gonna be like yeah. that was horrible that was just a horrible ex ex experience so conquer digital addiction you know do don't just say i'll do it in a second and do a little a lot don't do a lot a little now look the reality is that most of what we talked about you probably already know this you don't need to master theoretical things you got to move into the advanced work of actual practice so it's not, you know, what, what do I need to know theoretically, but what do I need to apply practically? Yep. That's the important thing. So come up with a word that you can use that motivates you. One of the words I sort of like, and a lot of some of the coaches that I've worked with, they like the word dominate because it, it means to rule over. We want to have a high level of mastery, self-mastery, self-control, willpower. Again, which willpower is the greatest predictor of, of all things that we want in our life, which is the ability to say, this is important to me. Therefore, I'm going to align my behaviors with the ideal standards. So like, I'm going to dominate my digital, my digital addiction. I'm going to dominate this phone. I'm going to dominate the television. I'm going to Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What do you do when you get in your car? What's the first what's the first or second thing you do? And you don't even think about doing it. Um the first thing I well when I I always walk around my car. Yes, I do a pre-flight inspection on my car. My family <laughs>, laughs at me, but I've found nails, I've found all sorts of crazy stuff that I'm actually yeah, talking about inside in the, the car. car but that's a great that's a great I do. Thing. I I just do a quick walk around to see what what's going on. I know it's totally neurotic, but whatever. <laughs> It's just like, oh, come on, it's snowing out, really? So when I get in the car, the first thing I do is I put my phone in the charging station. It's a pad that I could just place it on. And I, I put it in there, in the charging station. I don't pick up my phone. It's Bluetooth tethered in terms of my Spotify and my uh, Audible and my phone. If I need to answer a call, it goes through the Bluetooth, which is still dangerous. And I try not to. Anybody that tries, most people that call me do not get through. You all know that. If anybody calls me, I don't answer the phone. It goes to voicemail. And then I choose to look through my voicemails at a time to, and then intentionally call people back when I'm in a place to do it. I don't, it's just not a thing. So I get in, I, I figure out where the phone goes. That's the most important thing. 
And then obviously I put my seatbelt on. I set up my navigation. If I need to navigate somewhere, I don't do it when I'm driving. I set up my audible, whatever podcast or book I'm listening to, or sometimes just nothing. By the way, that's a beautiful thing is to not have any stimulation. Oh yeah. Just tell your kids to look outside. Right, look outside. Sometimes they'll go, I never saw that before. We drive by it every, every day. day. Exactly. <laughs> Play the games. What do you notice? Yeah. You know, I set up, I set up all my controls before I move the car so that I'm not fidgeting and screwing around with shit when I'm trying to drive. Well, you got to what I was asking for, mm. but this, you kind of went where you went somewhere. I didn't expect mm. you to go, but it was, that's still really good stuff for people to kind of get all that stuff out of the way because it's, it makes a safer drive. Right. It's like how and you set a, up an airplane, honestly. I mean, yep. but what I, what I was going for was the seatbelt. Mm. And the reason I say that is, oh, it's, you, I don't even think about it. It's, you don't even think yes. about it. And where I was going with that is think about it. What is with, whether you like it or not, what's with everybody? Phone. This, the phone. So make it a habit to start timing mm. as an example, like turn, make, do, do your 25 minutes and get in the habit of doing it because, and then soon you'll do it without even thinking about it because then you get that audible note to say, because you're okay. Now it's my five minute break, as you say, 25, right. five. But if you don't start the habit, you won't ever. Well, I do have a, an alarm that vibrates every thousand seconds see, on my phone to move. See, I don't wear. Yeah, I don't wear a watch. Yeah. but I'm just saying everybody seems to have this by them. Yeah. So use the use what you got. Yeah. Use, make it a productive tool. Use it as a tool. Of, right. Yes, and that's what I was trying to get at. Is if yes. you start doing it, it's hard at first because you go, I I can't remember. I don't want to do it. Yeah. I didn't want to put a seatbelt on when, when I first started doing right. it. But now you do it and you don't even think about it. And half the time you go, oh my God, I, I've already done yeah. it. You yeah, know? that's really and that's good. That's all I was trying to get at yep. is use, use what you got as a, as a, as something for good that helps you manage, like you say, your energy state and your productivity yes. and, and all that, instead of it using it as an escape, because that's kind of what we do. Yes. It's more of an escape. Yes. So that was hundred percent. No, I think I love it. I love it. I love it. Brian Johnson, a great coach. He so always says, you know, have a, instead of have a to-do list, have a to-dominate list. I think I love that. You know, Seneca said the wise person does nothing reluctantly. And I, I think that's true. So, but I'll tell you the greatest innovator of dominating is our, our time and our intention is technology. It's a $9 billion attention hacking economy. I would think almost a nine trillion. It's, bill, it's nine billion <laughs> as of, as of wow. the the latest stats. I would think, it is, I would think it more than that. <laughs> but it's amazing. you know, step back and figure out how you want to use technology to sculpt your life. Uh, how can you create boundaries with it in your life? Otherwise, it's going to sculpt the hell out of you. Stop avoiding the hard stuff in your life. What's important now? Do that now. Master the micro. You said. You said one other thing. You said the tattoo list. Mm -hmm. There's another thing that I have that I do, and I call it. I would call it in using your that terminology. I would to done list mm. because a lot of times, you know, uh, mark down what you did, yeah. and then and because sometimes what you didn't do will also be glaring in there. When you start putting down the list of what you've done, you may be so you may actually surprise yourself, and then you'll see where your weight of effort actually was. Well, that's the productivity the, planner, man. When you check yeah, it off, and, it's done. Yeah, and, and that's why I say it, that's the, the to done list. Right. 
and it and it's stuff that you may not even put in there. There's yeah. things that you, you don't even think about doing the laundry, doing other stuff that just has to be done. And you go, where'd my time go? Well, that's, that's where, it, where went. it went. But at least you know. Otherwise, uh, so many off so often you hear, "What'd you do today?" Uh, nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. Didn't track it. You know. So, anyways, yeah. we're at time. I think uh, that's a. Hopefully, that's you got something out of it. I I challenge you, just to implement one little thing from what we talked about. It'll make a huge difference. Rest, please rest. You're no good if you don't rest. You can't be all on or be all off. You got to go oscillate up and down, up and down. You won't be good for yourself. You won't be good for those around you that that care and you care for. So that's right. This is, and and this is the technology can be a good force for good, but it is so often something that is so dangerous because we get addicted to it. And like you said, when we drive, it's something very dangerous. So please use it um, wisely. We thank you for being here. Please give us a like, give us a thumbs up, tell your friends and folks about us. We say it every time and I'll continue to say it because it's important to us. We have our premium feed. That's how you can show your support for us. We also have a free newsletter that if you look in the description on whatever podcast service you're looking using, click on the link there and just give us, send your email and we'll send you a weekly newsletter. We thank you for being here. Without you, we just don't have a purpose. You're our three, two, one, go. So with that, we thank you. Uh, anything you want to throw? Implement. Go from theory to practice. Let's go. Take care and we'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lift Effect Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into this episode and every episode, go to the Lift Effect Podcast.podbean. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. If you're enjoying the show, we would love it if you'd follow us on Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your support. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all with the ID Matthew McNeil. This show is brought to you by Lift Effect, a clinical mental health and consulting company that assists air carriers, corporate flight departments, pilot unions, and commercial pilots by providing comprehensive psychotherapy and mental coaching services to pilots with mental health and mental performance-related issues. Visit lifteffect.com, that's L-I-F-T-A-F-F-E-C-T.com to book your free consultation. And finally, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of counseling, psychotherapy, medicine, or any other healthcare service, including the giving of medical advice. No therapeutic or provider-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional psychological advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining advice for any psychological or medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Lift Effect Podcast.